Welcome to AM Best Audio. State insurance departments, in concert with the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, are adopting cyber practices and procedures that will impact insurers and agents. I'm Lori Chortis for AM Best TV. Joining me now to talk about that is Bill Haber, co-founder, business strategy at cyber risk assessment firm, TechRisk. Bill, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. You bet. Thanks, Lori. What requirements have state insurance departments recently taken that affect the cyber market? Sure. So uh, the NAIC insurance data security law came out a few years ago in 2019. Sometimes people refer to it as MDL 668. Um, but basically, it's got a lot of flavors. Um, several states adopted it early, like Connecticut, Ohio, South Carolina. Um, but in recent years, um, more states have come on board, not enough in my opinion. Uh, this year, Iowa, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland have come on. There's some 18 or so states that are now um, trying to roll it out. Um, what they're really doing and the purpose of it is to establish standards, um, basic cybersecurity standards for data security among licensed insurance uh, brokers, agencies, professionals, whether it's property and casualty, healthcare, whatever. Um, these individual organizations have a lot of sensitive data. Um, so establishing standards for data security, for the way they go about investigating, and even the notification of any cybersecurity incident is uh, important. And some of the things they're asking organizations to do is annually go through um, technology risk assessments, implement um, security programs based upon the recommendations, uh, roll out things like awareness training, and reg uh, register their compliance with those things. Um, so many of them have a report or some means that they're asking these organizations to complete that process and comply with it annually. From an insurer standpoint, what are some of the most common cybersecurity vulnerabilities that you now see? Sure. Well, from an insurer standpoint, I think they're uh, uh, rightfully busy protecting clients and themselves from ransomware, uh, electronic funds transfer fraud, and a number of cybersecurity uh, trends that are plaguing businesses everywhere. Um, however, I would encourage them to look more at um, the way that they're exposed to the way they're writing a lot of policies. And particularly when it comes to cyber insurance, um, they should be very focused on insurance application reliability. Uh, making sure that the responses they're getting from people are credible and accurate, um, data accuracy, uh, looking at the insureds and making sure they understand if there's um, pervasive organizational complacency, uh, detecting things like client overconfidence, which is really uh, common. Um, we deal with that every day. You know, folks who uh, talk about, well, we have our stuff in the cloud, so we're really well protected. It's not our responsibility. There's a lot of belief in those kind of myths. Um, and generally just the accounting, the accountability um, that's, that's missing in the whole process. Um, this is in the form of loss control, like making sure and validating people have these solutions in place, uh, being able to validate that they're using them, uh, that they're improving their resilience over time through, you know, sponsored initiatives and driving the organizations forward. So those are the things that uh, 
you know, I would say insurers should be very concerned about that uh, there may not be enough eyes on that particular problem. With regard to carrier operations, how should they approach dealing with their cyber exposures given the size of their staff, field force, and appointed agents? Yeah, well, a, a lot of people um, look at this from a limitation standpoint and how, how deep can we really go. However, there are requirements designed to protect everybody, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with uh, the sensitive data um, that carriers uh, manage. So, you know, some of them are doing great things. We, we serve on the Agents Technology Council at the Big Eye and work on uh, a security issues work group, get a chance to work with some carriers. And they're planning on, on doing great things. You know, we know that some are planning on rolling out authentication. They're looking at who their appointed agents are and if, you know, they're duplicating passwords and things to get into their platform and talking to them proactively, which is all great. Uh, I think there's a lot of different degrees of um, awareness and initiative happening. Um, I think they've all got to be able to guarantee secure digital experiences across everybody that interacts with them um, and, you know, reduce the amount of friction in the present mode of operation, right? There's a lot of PDFs being sent around, lots of emails, um, not a lot of uh, secure uh, methods in place that are available to us, um, you know, ways of having permissioned data exchange, right? And making better use of things like smart contracts to limit the amount of time someone might be able to uh, see sensitive data. And there's just a lot to make sure that they're protecting uh, the flow of information. One of the things I think they should absolutely uh, consider doing is partner with um, some of those uh, departments of insurance to make sure their appointed agencies are complying and um, be part of that enforcement. I think that would make a big difference. That would be, um, you know, something I'd put high up on the list. Since insurers operate in multiple states, what is the practical approach to ensuring that they are in compliance across their operational footprint? Sure, I think they should... Um, you know, have a, a team that understands their obligations and drives compliance with executive sponsorship. And in fact, this is something they expect from their insureds. Um, so they absolutely should have this in place. Uh, top down um, time sensitive initiatives being uh, driven with executive stakeholders and serious accountability gets results. Um, and I think they need to make that a mission critical task, regardless of how many states they operate in um, and get folks to do it fast and they'll see results. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, the more they're enforcing that internally, the better they'll be able to extend that to their appointed agencies and their distribution network and partner with regulators, as we discussed. I think that's probably, uh, you know, a practical approach to ensure that everybody's in compliance. What role should agents play in the cyber application process? That is an excellent question. And I think it's one that's uh, got a few approaches present in the marketplace today with uh, some challenges in the way a lot of people are talking about it. We see uh, lots of entities wanting the agent to become a cybersecurity expert. 
we see some programs that are offering to train them in a fun weekend or um, different initiatives to put them through quick programs. And what I can tell you is cybersecurity uh, is a constantly evolving field. Uh, it's full-time plus. And when I say that, you can talk to a number of certified cybersecurity professionals who spend 60 hours plus a week and are never done. Um, so, you know, the, the idea that you should make an agent a cybersecurity expert seems to be um, um, a flawed idea. And I think what they should do is play more of an orchestrator role rather than an expert role. Um, you know, I think having professional proactive submissions where um, they work with insureds to help the insureds, you know, put the best um, cybersecurity posture forward uh, and proactively address what the underwriters want to see. The more a, an agent can orchestrate that using cybersecurity professionals and folks that can help them put that together, I think that's the appropriate role that agents should be playing and taking a lot of the homework off the plate of the insured. In fact, you know, one could argue that insureds don't always get the applications right. They don't always understand them. They have to huddle with a lot of people. There should be kind of a sniff test to, you know, is this a reliable submission? Involving cybersecurity experts in that is probably a pretty good idea. Cyber insurance applications are requiring more information, adding to the complexity for agents to write cyber insurance. From an underwriting standpoint, is there a better way than just asking for more information? Yeah, well, we certainly think so. And that's, um, you know, one of the ways we're innovating. But what I would say generally is um, this is a, a complex area for a lot of folks. This represents a homework assignment, right? Almost a research assignment. Um, and then there's a lot of paperwork that um, when you look at uh, having to market risks increasingly to more and more different markets, um, when you're getting more complex applications looking for very specific data. I mean, we see people saying, describe uh, your use of, of endpoint detection and response in your organization or share with us your phishing test scores. Uh, and we have clients say, what do they want here? Um, so, you know, it is getting complex um, and there are streamlined ways to address it. I would say that um, um, to be able to properly populate cyber insurance apps and supplemental forms, um, you need simple ways to bring cybersecurity experts to ride shotgun um, and to make sure that there's accurate responses. You know, if you're a, um, a claims advocate and your client gets the app wrong, that's going to, they're not going to be able to file a claim, God forbid, um, chaos should strike. Um, so verification and have an eye of accountability in the process, that's becoming increasingly important. We argue that on an ongoing basis, not only should you have experts do that, but you should track over time um, the cybersecurity behaviors of clients if you can. There's ways to extract data out of a lot of tools they use to create kind of a longitudinal client record and start to see what's the level of complacency or improvement over time. Are these folks doing uh, the right things and continuing to do that? Or is this just a 
once a year renewal and hopefully the policy will be a catch-all. I think insurers want to understand that. And so um, alternatives to the traditional PDF application need to be put out there. Bill, thank you so much for speaking with me today. You bet. Appreciate the opportunity. That was Bill Haber, co-founder, business strategy at TechRisk. For AMBEST TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.